When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody made weight, literally the entire car, prelims, early prelims, main card, everybody made weight. It was even a catchweight contest. Both those guys made weight. Fantastic. All done pretty quickly as well. Pretty quick turnaround. Uh, everybody in and out. We didn't do a full two-hour live show, as most people may have expected. For TNT Sports today, the team are trying something a little bit different. There'll be a ton of little hits content on there. We had a lovely catch-up at the end, didn't we, with Tom and, and Andy Aspinall. Good. Yeah, we've caught up with a few uh, of the fighters today, and obviously we've been catching up with him uh, throughout the the majority of the week. I'm going to be dead honest, I haven't learned anything too new about the men and co-men participants this week. I always say that when you're in a fight week and you're around fighters, you get a little bit of a feel for how something's going to play out at the weekend. I actually think the representation from uh, the bookmakers is pretty accurate. You've got two fights there that are incredibly close. Yeah. Two 50-50s. It's the beauty of the UFC. We, we go on about it all the time, don't we? Yes, of course, there's disappointment that we're missing out on uh, the legacy fight between uh, Jones and Miocic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in its replacement, we've got a men and co-men event that couldn't be uh, finer poised. No. And as you say, that's the beauty of the game, isn't it? And it's, it's been good to be around all four of these fighters as much as we have this week in these two title fights at the top of the bill because one thing you can t- say about them all, mm. complete committed professionals, absolute role models, incredible sportsmen, incredibly talented. There's been so much respect. Yeah. There's been no trash talk whatsoever, which is something that, listen, I'm not saying I'm, a fa- I'm not a fan of trash talk. I am a fan of trash talk. I like it. But even earlier on, you know, we even had a catch up with Jared Gordon and we mentioned the Paddy Pimlet controversy and we mentioned the Bobby Green situation. And instead he just hit, it, was, hit us with his, his life story. And that's what this week has kind of been a, a theme all week. It's been like nothing but respect, nothing but honour and nothing but, you know what? Let's not, sometimes we get caught up in this bubble of the UFC and the best of the best and, you know, the, the big fights and blah, blah, blah. And there's so much on the line. When you break it down to brass tacks like Tom just did with us, this is a sport, and sometimes in sport you win, and sometimes in sport you lose, and it's you just got to keep moving forward. I kind of got that essence from pretty much everybody all week. It's been a good week. It's been a good, it's getting a bit noisy, isn't it? In the end, I tell you what, um, but it has been a good week. It's been, uh, it's been a usual. As I said earlier on in the week, didn't I? New York and uh, the Madison Square Garden show that the UFC have obviously been doing since 2016 is the one that I look forward to the most. Yeah. Uh, throughout the year it always delivers something very very special obviously it's a little bit extra special this time around maybe because we've got a bit of British interest with someone that we know very well um, so I'm, I'm anticipating something it might not come in the uh, men and co-men because I think they're going to be high risk high reward type fights very chess matchy I think you'll get a bit of violence in the in the light heavyweight I think fight. you'll get violence in both to be totally honest with you but there'll be something somewhere else Obviously, me and you have been talking about Frivola and St. Denis throughout the whole course of the week that we're anticipating that. But it might not even be that. There will be something on this card 
that we all go, oh my days, that's a fight of the year contender. Yeah, and, and listen, there's a reason why Diego Lopez and Pat Sabatini are kicking off this main card because both of them are incredibly talented guys. Lopez has got real energy behind them. Dana White seems to be a big fan of his. Sabatini knows absolutely how to throw down as well. And then right in the middle of this main card, you've got Mackenzie Dane mm. versus Jessica Andrade. And Andrade has been there, done it, wore the T-shirt, kind of flitting between two weight divisions at the moment. Okay, she's probably having the worst year of her career, but the fact that she's jumping in for her fifth fight of 2023 tells you everything you need to know about Jessica Andrade's mentality. She wants it back and she wants it back bad. And Mackenzie Dern, she's kind of having a bit of a turbulent time outside of the sport. She's going through a big, a very highly publicised divorce and everything else. So she's got a lot going on as well. So it's been, uh, I, I think, this main card, all five fights, every single one of them could throw up something a bit special. Main event, is a question for you, right? Light heavyweight title on the line. Um, there's big storylines for both guys, should they win at the weekend. Can one of them enter the greatest of all time conversation? Certainly Alex Pereira can, you know, for anyone to, to come into this sport on the back of being, you know, this iconic kickboxer and in just 11 fights become a potential two-weight UFC champion, which, you know, almost is the benchmark to greatness in this sport these days. You know, you feel for, for, for fighters that have gone before, your BJ Penns and people like that, but the simultaneous, being a simultaneous, being a, a double world champion in a short space of time, it's, it's since Connor did it, it's almost become mandatory to be a part of that conversation. And there is only a handful of, of guys and girls that have managed to do it. So for Alex to do it in such a short window, what is it, 11 fights? Mm will be nothing Two years, short of remarks Since UFC debut. It's just insane. Absolutely insane. But then, as you say, Yiri may not be in the, that conversation yet, but for anyone to be a two-time champion in the UFC, in he never fights. lost the belt inside the octagon. This is his fourth UFC fight. We have to keep reminding ourselves this is only his fourth fight. But it's what comes next for Yiri. You know, if mm. he does this... Then he slays a Jamal Hill. Then he moves up. You know, if he, if he puts that together, then absolutely he can join that conversation. And he's a big dude. You know, he's both Tom and, and, and Pavlovich are 6'4". Yiri himself is, you know, at least 6'4", maybe even a little bit taller. So there's potential for him to one day go up to heavyweights and again, join this elite club of being a two-way champion. We've said it countless times this week. He's such a fascinating dude to speak to, isn't he? He's a warrior, man. He's, well, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's not an act. He's a throwback isn't he? He's a throwback, whether you want to call him a, a Shaolin or a Shogun or whatever it may be. He a Shaolin Shogun? A Shaolin or a Shogun. <laughs> but whatever his mentality is of from like an ancient time, it's yeah. very much a spiritual approach to fighting, cerebral approach. And he lives that kind of lifestyle, which he believes puts him in the right mentality to go to war, to, to, to deliver on these big occasions. So he's a fascinating dude. Mm. Fascinating. I mean, it, listen, I'm interested with people obviously consuming this uh, live podcast. We're live at the moment in New York City off the back of the official weigh-ins this, uh, this morning. Um, I'm fascinated if people can take out British bias, because there will be some. Obviously, you know, I, I completely understand that certain fight fans follow certain fighters and you want that certain fighter to go, yeah. go on and win. And I would imagine that the majority of British fight fans are looking at Tom Aspinall and they've got a lot of affection for him. But if you take that step back, I'm really interested to find out how people think Cormain's going to play out, how they think the, the men's going to play out. So leave your comments, obviously, on our uh, YouTube channel. Get stuck in there, how you think men and Cormain are going to play out. Give us a prediction on who's going to be victorious. 
when they're going to be victorious? Because the majority of people I'm speaking to say that both of those fights won't go the distance. And you would probably back that, wouldn't you? You would, because, you know, the, the, the records speak for themselves. Certainly with Tom and Pavlovich, both 6-1 and one inside the UFC, all six wins by finish. Mm. So, you know, it would allude to the fact that I'd be very surprised if we get to round four or round number five. I think the fans are going to, uh, 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 the viewers, the supporters, the UFC fans, I mean, We'll probably view it the same way. I don't think you know. I don't think anyone's going to pop in the comments now and say, "I can see you know Pavlovich winning this by three rounds to two majority decision." Mm. I don't think anyone's going to go there. What we can all see is Pavlovich landing and Tom getting hit and staying hit, and we can also see Tom doing exactly the same thing and Tom potentially you know dominating on the ground as well. But again, let's not get carried away. Pav- uh, Pavlovich has got a strong ground game himself, so um, my eyes are really terrible. So I can't see the monitor. Oh, oh we're, 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 we're zooming awesome. it in for me. Beautiful. Thank you very much, producer Mike. Uh, but Sir Alex Ferguson, uh, listen to Big fan. Yeah. Big fight to and I believe, Yeah, I believe that that is the, the actual guy. Uh, he says that Big Tom is going to make this look easy. There's a few, obviously, comments coming in. We'll keep flashing them up uh, on the screen. Are you going to tell people about your night out last night? Because that's what they're tuned in for. Yeah, you've tuned in, for, you've tuned in for the fight conversation, of course. You know, we're all salivating at the prospect of this fantastic UFC 295. But people also want to know about uh, Nick Pete taking over New York. We had a lot of Irish fight fans last night, eh? So we, we went to... Um, we'll, this will be in the diary, the, the diary part three, which will be released later today, I believe, Mike. Yeah? The, the third diary is pretty good. The ending's pretty good, let's say. We build towards... Look at you picking up yourself. Uh, oh, it's oh, a pretty good one. I'm a uh, star of this diary. So what happened was we went from the press conference... And we obviously they've had a couple of hours to kill before Callum Walsh's boxing show uh, main event at Madison Square Garden. Don't let them know what's in the diary. Let them watch the diary. And so we we yeah. went away. We had ourselves a little bite to eat. We got ourselves a little incredibly lubricated. Then we went back to boxing, and I won't ruin it for you, but it was a we had a good night. We had a good night. Oof, my throat was killing this morning. Um, we met a few fight disciples actually because we we fully appreciate that there's people that do listen to our MMA show that also listen to our boxing show. And that was kind of the, the crossover last night because Callum Walsh, if you don't know too much about Callum, he's a fighter uh, based out here in America, Irish lab from court. And uh, Dana White is uh, kind of a big supporter off the back of Tom Loeffler being his, his promoter. So therefore he's doing a lot of his work out here in the States. Uh, and he got the opportunity to headline, 22 years of age, headline Madison Square Garden on a Thursday night in the Hulu Theatre downstairs. And an amazing turnout. The place was absolutely ram-jam full. Loads of Irish fans in there. We met a couple of lads randomly who have come out and up sticks and come out and, uh, and live in America. Out here, yeah. um, they're out here making their way, doing their thing. Um, so we're having a chat with these boys last night and we ended up having a good old time, with, didn't we? Um, we'll name check him in the diary. You'll see him in the diary. It helped that uh, it was a great fight. You know, Callum it was Walsh a good fight. I really a, enjoyed a, it. A real strong opponent, a lad from Brooklyn. He had a big noise himself, and he, he dropped Callum in the final round as well, which made it a little bit interesting. Yeah. On the scorecards, funnily enough, literally as I arrived at the hotel this morning, because Callum Walsh is actually staying here in the same fight at the hotel as the UFC. Yeah. Uh, and I jumped in the lift. A guy followed me into the lift, and I kind of looked up, and it was Callum. Yeah. And he was a little bit marked up and stuff. And I said, "Listen, mate, I was at the fight last night. Absolutely fantastic." And he went, "Well, you know what? Not too happy with my own performance." And I was like, "Nah, man, no." Nah, way you were headlining at madison square garden yeah it was packed you beat a local guy that came to win you got up off the deck to do it the fans were absolutely bouncing everyone was singing at the end 
nah man dude that is not a negative that is a positive and i much prefer to see you in a real fight mm. and coming through real fights which will give you better experience moving forward than turn up to see you knock somebody over so i'd like to think i give him a little bit of a reassuring come on mate nah that was a great night you better enjoy, enjoy yourself He's got Freddie Roach in his camp there. I think he's going to be all I right. Know, I know. But Do you think know, he needs that Nick Pete Love? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs a little bit of Nick Pete Love in our right. He's got Tom Loeffler as his, uh, his promoter. He's got Dana as his... Freddie, Freddie Roach is his trainer. Dana is his biggest supporter. Triple H was there last night. There were a few people watching him last night. Yeah. But, but it was Nick Pete in the lift. There he is. That made the night for him. Thank God for that. Hey, thank God for that. He was actually in here earlier on, uh, was Callum, because his partner, uh, Tabitha Ritchie, He's, uh, he's competing. He, he, he actually said to me, when I was chatting to him, very similar to what you've just said there, I went over for a little bit of a, a chinwag with him. He said, uh, I said, how was it? Yeah, very similar to what you've just said. He's more nervous now for Tabitha's of course. scrap than, uh, than his own. Because he's in control of his own fight, isn't yeah, he? You know what exactly. I mean? It must, be, it must be quite difficult, actually, watching your missus or even or, or other way around as well, your, your, your partner. Uh, to compete, you kind of forget that aspect. And we were speaking, obviously, to um, to Tom's dad a lot, weren't we? That family connection, watching someone that you actually have that love, that emotional connection to, yeah. competing at the highest level. It must be a bloody tough thing to do that. It must be incredibly tough. I and mean, I think in some ways you've got to try and remove yourself. You know, you can't, you can't be too involved in that side of it not when the bell goes anyway not when the fight starts you've got to be able to try and remove yourself and you know i'm just the coach or i'm just the fan i'm just here to support but that doesn't surprise me at all that that you know callum will be last night will be the bit he look forward to most he'll dread the next 36 hours because as you say he's got to watch his he's watched his missus make weight his girlfriend sorry his partner yeah make weight and he's now got to kind of keep her calm, reassure her, make sure she goes through the right routine yep. before stepping inside. And not celebrate his own victory last night. Of course. He's got to wait. Exactly. He's got to wait till Saturday evening. Celebrations on hold. Uh, thank you very much for this one. Um, what do you think about Alex uh, Pereira being the favourite? Uh, I think he'll win. Uh, but I think both men and co-men are picking fights. I completely agree with you. I think the majority... I think logic would point towards Alex Pereira, given the fact that he has been active. Yes. We don't know what the situation is with the shoulder, do we? we he looks fit, looks healthy. Believe I don't believe he'd be here if he wasn't fit and healthy. No. Uh, but I think that's where the bookies are probably leaning towards Alex Pereira. Listen, he's an elite champion. He's had four fights since year he's been out. All yeah. elite level. Yeah, there's a bit of heat in there, but they're all elite level. I think it's just because um, of Yuri's injury as to why... Probably Alex is just shedding it, but it, it's tight, man. We're not talking about an o no. overwhelming favourite. It's, it's a very tight thing. Yeah, well, I looked yesterday. I, I banged out my uh, betting column yesterday, my preview. I had a little look then, and the book, the bookmakers' odds that I looked at were pretty damn fifty-fifty on both of those fights. So, so maybe, maybe that that is swayed maybe it's because your bookmakers got you know people have been putting more money on a uh, on alex Pereira, but i think i think they're considerably close do you know what i mean it's not like alex is a big favorite in any way shape or form i'm not as you say i'm not surprised he's a marginal favorite i'd be surprised if if pavlovich wasn't a slight favorite going in against tom as well bearing in mind that these guys are very close but it you know Pavlovich was ready. He did a full camp for this. He was preparing to face either John Jones or Stipe, which means he was working on his striking. He was also working on his wrestling. He was working on his all-round game. Whereas two and a half weeks ago, Tom was packing his suitcase ready to take the kids on Aldi. So I think Pavlovich should be. But maybe in the UK, maybe you know all the British pound notes are going on Tom Aspinall and that mm. might sway it the other way. But there's nothing in either of these fights, quite truly. These 
we said this earlier on in the week. Tomas Benal and Sergei Pavlovich are the best two young of the next crop, next yeah. generation coming through in the in the in the heavyweight division. It's not going to be the only time that these two meet. They'll probably meet each other on a couple of occasions uh, over, right. over the next few years. But as we were talking to Tom, I started thinking, not just for him, but also for Sergey, the winner of this fight at the weekend, what does come next? Because Mike Bispin, this is, brought up something um, really poignant that John Jones is going to be out for a period of time. We've been told eight months at least uh, of Jones being out before he can start training again. And then, and then you've probably got a year before we get to see him in competition. I think the winner of this should be calling for Stipe. Because if you look at the rest of the division, I think these two are above everybody. There's no real... For me, that's just me personally, I think it's very competitive underneath them. Yeah. But these two are the, the elite standouts. If you win this fight, I think calling for the greatest heavyweight of all time. Because he's st- you'd think that Stipe wants to fight. Why would he not want an opportunity to to win a title? It, it's it's hard to say because Stipe hasn't really done been vocal. He's not really come out in the media. He's, he's not, not that really guy, though, anything. is he? He's no, not no, that guy. The, as you say, there's questions that need to be asked. Are you, are you just going to sit on the fence and wait to fight John Jones? Is this just a one-off legacy fight, the most successful heavyweight of all time, taking on the goat, the, the very well kind of thought of goat? So it met that it, that fight makes so much sense for Steve because if he beats John Jones he can go well I was the GOAT all along see you kids and likewise John Jones wants the Stipe the most successful heavyweight to go not only did it dominate that division I moved up to heavyweight and I beat the best heavyweight the UFC's ever had see you folks so I, I get why that fight makes sense do I fancy Stipe against Pavlovich? Do I fancy him against Tom Aspinall? Absolutely, if he can turn back the clock. But he's not been an active heavyweight. He hasn't fought for a while. But from those, but, but from Pavlovich and Tom's point of view... Well, from their point of view, Call yeah, that name. Well, the UFC are going to be stuck in a weird situation here because whoever wins on Saturday night, come Sunday morning, that fighter is going to go, OK, well, what comes next for me? Mm. As champion, mm. what comes next for me? So, obviously, we spend a lot of time with Tom. No Tom inside out. Nothing's changed there. Very consistent. I've said this throughout the course of the week. Uh, I've been lucky enough to have sat down with Alex Pereira in the past. Nothing's changed there. He's always very consistent. He's the guy. Um, never sat down with Yuri before. And you obviously sat down with Sergey. but I was in the room when you did that. Um, both impressive, really impressive fellas. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I think it's because of this this reputation that Pavlich got as being the scariest dude in the in the UFC, of being this monster, this record, just obliterating people. That I kind of in the back of my mind. Obviously, I wanted to speak to him and try and get beyond that, but I didn't expect him to come back the way he did. Zero trash talk whatsoever. So respectful of his opponents. So respectful of the sport, but also so respectful of the way he's done to get to this stage. And he was very much a thinking fight and he's talked about knockouts and how you set knockouts up and mm. knockouts don't come naturally. And I was like, okay, you're a lot more yeah. than what you've maybe been portrayed as. You know, he's a, he's a real intelligent guy. I think his fight IQ perhaps has led to his success far more than just them being have, than having anvils in either hands. You know, uh, and I think I, don't, I personally perhaps didn't give him enough credit for how good he is as a, an athlete yeah. and a fighter. I, like everyone else, was like, he's just a big Russian wrecking ball, man. Well, he can't get out the way. Whereas he, he completely won me the other way. And I'm like, okay, he's a different type of fighter. He's not that guy at all. And that makes him obviously a million times more dangerous, in my opinion. Mm. Um, and just on the Yuri Prohatska thing. He really is what I thought he was. Yeah. Do you know, like, you, you see him and you think, 
that can't be real. Yeah. And then you go meet him, and then you see him off camera. You see him away from it. You see him in the lobby. He's exactly like that. <laughs> He's exactly. <laughs> he is exactly that dude, and it's so impressive. Jared Gordon's an impressive guy. Oh, mate, he blew me away then. Jared Gordon's a very impressive guy. Yeah, check it out. It's over on TNT now, or it will be very shortly. We had a quick catch-up with Jared Gordon, and he gave us his entire backstory and everything else. And the journey that man's been on is so inspirational. He shared it with us. It was just, you know, when you come away, you think, man, I am so rooting for you now. Like, you've, un in one five, six-minute conversation, you've completely converted me to being a Jared Gordon super fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing stuff. Uh, the question just came up on the screen there, uh, asking me what would hurt more, uh, a Tom Aspinall loss or a Blackman loss Black this evening. all the time, don't he? <laughs> so. Why have you done that? Why have you done that? I haven't been the same since Arby came back from his loan deal. I, I, I was going to word that slightly different. I was going to say, listen, at some point, whether it's this weekend or not, there will be a Tom win. So I know it's coming. <laughs> Unlike Blackman. Unlike Blackman. <laughs> So, as you've just said, I've kind of got used to the vibe of where we're at with Blackburn at the moment. So, that's the answer to the question. I know that I know that there's a win coming at some point for Tom, whether it's this weekend or in the future. Um, I'm pretty confident that we will at some point see that man with uh, UFC gold wrapped around his waist. What are we doing for the rest of the day? What are you up to? Well, I'm actually working. Yes, I am. I'm not working. I've got a couple of hours off now, so I'm going to go and hit the gym. I might do some sightseeing. Uh, and I might have a sauna. He's absolutely lying to you. You know, I might do a bit of work. Got my laptop with me. I'll, so I'll tell you what he said. He said, whilst you go and uh, do this graft this afternoon, I'm going to go and have uh, a couple of hours nap, get myself ready for a big session tonight. That's exactly what you said to me, didn't you? And you convinced Bispin to do the same thing. He's already gone. <laughs> Mike's gone to go and get a couple of hours kipping. Because you're both going out, aren't you? We're out tonight. Meeting up with our drags on. Yeah. Me best frock ready. Yeah. Cannot wait. Mm. It's going to be a good one. Should be good. Got a few people coming into uh, town as well. Five yeah. fans flying in. That's yeah. an interesting thing as well. Um, when I was speaking to Tom and his dad, there's over a hundred people, friends, family, fans, flying in today. Making the pilgrimage. Making the pilgrimage from uh, the northwest of England. Oh. Fantastic. So it's going to be no. Listen, if you think it's bad, we're just two northerners taking yeah. over New York City. It's going to be John Smith's and Apple's cakes <laughs> everywhere you see. <laughs> Mate, they're going to be eating out of uh, Shepherd's Pie. There won't be any left here, will there? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you know what? So, go on, tell him. He's, the other day, he's, he's chatting away and he's going, You know, when mum and dad go on holiday, yeah, honestly, they're so stuck in the ways. They'll go on holiday and they'll have like fish and chips or they'll have like, you know, steak and eggs. And then you'll go, well, you've been to Italy, Dad. Why didn't you try the pizza or the gelato and all this? And, oh, they're, they're a right pain. They just go there and eat exactly what they eat at home. This fella. Same restaurant as well. So they say, if you find a nice restaurant when you go on holiday, they'll go, we'll go there every night yeah. rather than go to different ones. All right? British cuisine. There you go. He's having a go. And I'm like, wait a minute. Every night we go out, you say the same thing. Yeah. Let's find an Irish bar so I can have a cottage pie. Shepherd's pie. A shepherd's pie. That's it. Every single night is... You are your dad. I you are that dad. guy. I am my dad. I've been... Uh, I've eaten in three different Irish bars since I've been here. And I've had shepherd's pie every single time. See, you're lucky I'm here to broaden your cuisine. Took mm. you for a hot dog. Took you for a slice of pizza, didn't I? If Those anybody, hot dogs weren't good, really. If anybody's seen that diary. Oof. Went through you, didn't it? Right, that hot dog went through me like a Porsche, I'm telling you. I don't want to go into too much detail, but I'm nasty like a blood orange. Was that too much detail? 
Yes, it was. <laughs> uh, you'll be able to see for yourself on the diary. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when are we sticking the diary up, Michael? When will when will the people be able to see what we've been up to? In about an hour. About an hour from now, we'll have uh, episode three of uh, Englishmen in New York. So make sure you uh, subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel. Are we done for the day? Well, I've, I've got to go now, actually. I've just looked at the clock. I've got to go and uh, hang out with... I'm going uh, to bang out a quick next pick, so we'll post that in a couple of hours as well. Okay. Um, well, there you go. Uh, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Obviously, subscribe to the channel because tomorrow we'll have reaction cams galore for you uh, from Madison Square Garden as we bring you UFC 295. Should be an absolute firecracker. And obviously, you want to watch it. So make sure you're watching it on TNT Sports and Discovery Plus. So get yourself stuck into that uh, as well. Subscribe to the channel. We will have a big reaction to the event from New York City straight after the event. Yeah. We'll catch you next time. Fight Disciples.